date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Here we go, episode 12, Common Dating Mistakes. All right. This is the first part. We are doing a second part next time. Part one. So we're going to go over four common dating mistakes this week and four next week. Now, this is not about relationships. No, this is not when you're in a relationship, although they can sometimes apply. But this is more like the beginning dating stages. Okay. You know, when you're dating, dating, not when you're committed. Got it. You okay. know, not when it, the relationship has already progressed. All right. So the first one is putting yourself out there too soon. Gah, have you ever sat and played somebody's therapist? Oh, yes. <laughs> Somebody just not ready to date, and they're out there, bless their little hearts. Yeah, and you know what? It's okay to talk about your story and stuff, and I don't mind like, you know, supporting someone, but when the whole date is about them and about their story and you can obviously tell that they're still all spinning up in it oh yeah it's yeah that's too soon I've also had um I just I mean I've had guys ask me for my number when they've only been divorced for three weeks yeah and And I'm like uh no (laughs) (laughs) no thank you (laughs) three weeks even three months like someone that had been married like multiple multiple times and I'm like Mm-mm. Someone, someone's repeating some bad patterns. Yeah, someone's <laughs> repeating patterns. So yeah. yeah, putting yourself out there too soon. Yeah, I think it's funny that everybody's worried about everybody else's baggage. We've talked about this before, and nobody's really worried about their own. Nobody's really looking in the mirror and saying, and say, "What about yeah. me?" Yes, if you can point out the place that you went out to dinner with it, your ex before the day before she dumped you, yeah. You're probably not ready to date. Yeah, you should be able to go by that and not get so triggered and not have to talk about it. Yes, especially with somebody that you're trying to impress. So putting yourself out there too soon, I mean, it's really just dangerous because there's a lot of aspects to it. Um, Just the loneliness, you know, Um, the... What do you mean? So So the aspects to it, you mean... When you say loneliness, you mean that... As you know, when you're too lonely, you make mistakes. Ah. Yes. So you're too much in your in the loneliness or in maybe yes, there's or anger the, or fear. Yes. Um, the I don't love me, so you need to love me. Or if you love me, I'll feel better. And what happened to me just didn't happen. Oh, yeah. That um, un- it's painful to face all of those feelings. And so we just kind of project them out onto someone else and want someone else to save us. Yes. Right? Yes. That's a big problem. Wanting it- someone else to save us. Oh, yeah. If you definitely cannot save yourself or are in a position where you think that you need another person, um, the you complete me idea. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Is there a movie called Tom, You Complete no, Me? No, Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. I don't remember the movie. It was the Show Me the Money movie. Anyways, at the end, he comes in and he says, You Complete Me. And the idea is so romantic, but oh, yeah. it's so unhealthy. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's disempowering to the person that wants to be saved. You know, yeah. Even if you don't think you want to be saved, it's not a conscious thing. You know, but when uh, I just have to say it's it's a real 
it's a real fun killer when somebody's playing the victim, especially men. Men, if you've been victimized by a woman, and that's how it's coming across, it see really a lot is, of this. It is not masculine at all. No, I see a lot of this online when they're posting yes. in groups and stuff, guys. It seems kind of whiny and just kind of. Oh, dating profiles, you can usually see if somebody starts listing what they're not looking for, it's I can, oh, I can tell you exactly what the ex was like. Yeah. And this is not, we're just two women talking about men. Men, we know this happens with us women too. Nobody can play the victim, the damsel in distress like a girl can. We're not, we're not putting right. that out there at all. Right. It's just a bad idea to put yourself out there too soon without looking at yourself in the mirror and saying... I probably need some work done. I probably need to take care of my injuries. Yeah. You know? You know, when I first started, uh, when I was first single, I gave myself a whole year to just, I gave myself six months before I would put myself in the singles world to socialize. And then I started in the singles world socializing and that for six months. And then that was a whole year after my divorce when I was like, okay, I'm ready to experiment Yes. with the idea of dating. Now, I had gone out on a couple of dates before just because it kind of happened from socializing and I was careful, but it was like, and it didn't go anywhere, but it was it was awkward. And I realized that I needed to go through a process to for myself. And it was kind of like practice and me doing it. I wasn't get, I'm super serious about it and I was able to take those baby steps for myself. But I gave myself a whole year after my divorce before I started dating. right. And I, for me, that was perfect. Right. So my story is similar. After my husband died, I gave it a year. I got really lonely around six months. Around six months, I thought I could probably date now, but I didn't. I thought I needed to be respectful to my children and his family and stuff. And so I waited a year and I didn't realize, you know, you wait a year to, you know, hopefully the grief simmers a little, comes to a steady hum. It's not such a, such a sharp, raw thing. But I didn't realize just because the grief was getting easier that my injuries were still there. Our marriage was not healthy. Mm. And I didn't realize how injured I was putting myself out there and how I was attracting such really horrible men. You know, men that continued the story that, that Jeff and I started. What would you say to our listeners to help them recognize when maybe they're at that point, even though... It's simmering down, you know, even though the emotions aren't as intense, but they've still got this underpinning of baggage, really, this unfinished business that they need to take care of. How can people recognize that from your perspective? From my perspective, um, I was doing the I don't love me, so you love, you need to love me thing. Oh. And so I think if you're out there, if you're putting yourself out there in like a desperate situation, we're going to talk about that in a minute, um, you know, that you just need the extra validation. Yeah. You know, that you, it, it, if you're not feeling validated and you're, you're reaching for that, hey, tell me, tell me, tell me I'm pretty, tell me I'm smart, you know, tell me all the things that I never got told before. And that's not going to work. No. Because you have to love yourself. Yes. You to have to be yourself. strong in yourself. I mean, dating is not... Uh, dating is not an easy sport <laughs> you, you <laughs> need not. to you need to be strong you need to be connected to who you really are you need to maybe take some time to rediscover who you are and to strengthen yourself and to dig a little deep before you dive into those bringing other people into your life oh for sure and I think about it and I don't know that people love it when I say this 
because divorce is an ugly thing and being widowed was so ugly. But now my life is such a beautiful opportunity to be whoever I want. Yeah. And nobody really realizes that. Um, I think people think that keeping things the same is like some tribute to the life you used to have. And it's not. You can literally do whatever you want. That is the beauty of it. There's this possibility of something totally new. Yes. And I think if you can, but it's hard to feel that and see that when you've got all this emotion stuck in your body Yes, and all this stuff that you may not even recognize is there, but there's no freedom. There's not the joy. There's not the, the creativity and the possibility and the vision yes. of doing something new. And you just got to get rid of that junk, the junk that's in you, you know, because the possibilities are endless. And so, um, and I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I can't stress enough to, to, you know, do some emotional healing work, you know, even if it's a little, it doesn't mean you can't put yourself out there in the process. Yeah, you can, well, you can, uh, you know, start by baby steps, socializing, Yeah, connecting with people. Like I have a client that, that wasn't going to go to a singles conference. I'm like, because she said, I'm not dating. Well, go and make friends. Yeah. You don't have to date. Yeah. No, go there's so many great yes. girlfriends you can have. Find a group. Yeah. I'm sure there's guys find great guy friends, you know, there, there's so much you can benefit from just socializing and put and starting to build a community yes. and create some safety for yourself as you move into getting, you know, having the more dating experience. Yes, for sure. Okay. The second one today is kissing too soon. Oh, don't we love kissing? <laughs> Kissing, oh my gosh. It's just I don't know what you're talking about, Sharon. Uh, you know, I don't whatever. like kissing. No, nobody <laughs> likes kissing. I um I always think about the jerk and jerk up program. How they say, you know, you need to know somebody and trust somebody and rely on somebody, then commit and then touch. And I'm like, there's so much great information in the jerk and jerk up program. I'm not dissing it, just the RAM model. I think you have forgotten what, how much fun it is to kiss. Yeah, and we want to do that. And we want to do that. We're wired to do that. Um, and like, we can't say that we're not going to kiss somebody. I mean, sometimes it just happens. happens. Um, but any kind of affection, we need to acknowledge that we start spewing, <laughs> we start flooding, whatever word you want to use for it, all sorts of great happy chemicals when we're affectionate. Yes. Yes. Which, you know, you could do that like hugging all your friends in the singles world. I mean, you can get a lot. That's part of the community. That's great. If you can get some of that by associating with people without putting so much pressure on a dating relationship, that can be helpful, right? right. Um, it can be. I mean, we are wired for affection and we are wired for connection, you know, connection. Yes. And so, and all that stuff is very connecting. <laughs> right. All the affectionate is, all the affection is connecting. And so we just need to make sure that we're not confusing ourselves. That's right. You know, um, I know people who loud and proud will very much admit that they will kiss pretty much anybody on the first date. And I think, why would you want to do that to yourself? Why would you want to flood all these wonderful, powerful hormones and confuse yourself. Right. People get married because they have such a strong physical connection and they have nothing else. Oh. And, you know, a strong uh, physical connection is not love. But yet it's so powerful that people often mistake it for love. And so this is where we really, really need to be careful with, with our lips. Yes. <laughs> 
So I think of this as having a vision. I think of myself when I, when I date of having a vision of what it is I, could I see myself day in and day out with maybe this person? Yes. You know, there's so many different aspects. It's not just the oh. physical. And I know so much about that because I've been married. And so I'm like, let's catch up to all these other areas. And I think you've talked before about your marriage and how you guys got into it and how you didn't realize certain things about him until after the marriage. After the marriage, yeah. I mean, and, and we were not the makeout couple. We actually had great conversations. And um, I just remember sitting under the stars a whole lot, not making out, <laughs> you know, as a dating person after marriage, you know, versus dating before marriage, it was just interesting that we were not, we were not the big, I mean, we kissed and we were very affectionate and he was a toucher. He was a great toucher, but we never had fun. We had no idea what each other's idea of fun was because our fun was our super intense, deep conversations, you know, about getting to know each other. But fun was never on the list (laughs) as far as that went. And so being married, we had a really weird time having fun together. You know, it was something we never. So you kind of rushed the relationship, maybe? Uh, no, Or you we just never, didn't explore it enough? We never, ever explored. And, um, you know, before you start kissing, I'm just going to say, you need to know that you're on the same page with many things. You don't just have a physical connection. You have a spiritual connection. You're going the same places spiritually. You enjoy the same things spiritually. You both enjoy, you know, going to the temple or reading your scriptures. You know, maybe one is a scriptorian and one isn't, but that doesn't mean you both can't enjoy the scriptures. Right. You know, and so financially, you need to know that you have things in common. And hobbies, hobbies and interests, what are you going to do together? You cannot sit around making schmoopy faces at each other for the rest of your life. (laughs) Right. You know, and so... I say, you know, connection before affection. (laughs) Make sure there's some glue that's going to hold the relationship together before you start smooching. And I also want to clarify that kissing is a lot different than making out. Oh, tell me about that. Well, I mean, when you start getting into intense makeouts, and I'm sure you've had a couple of those, you kind of stop doing other things. The kind mm-hmm. of the relationship becomes like... It becomes about the making out. Yeah, it's like, when's the next time we get to make out? Right. And um, so everybody really needs to be careful with that one. Yeah, you set know? some boundaries for yourself. Talk yes. about it. Um, yeah, so... You know, I mean, if your movie's boring, go ahead and make out. But don't make it a regular, <laughs> we're going to plan. And also, the make out buddy thing. Two friends that decide that that's okay. I'm just going to tell you, one person's going to get really, really attached yeah, probably you're playing, more than you're playing with your hormones. That's yes, nuts. You know, kissing is spewing all these great attachment hormones, and so a normal thing with the makeout buddy is that one person gets far more attached than the other. The other is like, okay, I get a Tuesday makeout, and one person's thinking, I can't believe this is all we are, you know, and they're very attached. Right. And what are you running from? What yes. is it you're trying to to not look at? By going to that, getting that rust, medicating. Medicating yourself with a good makeout. I mean, because that's the makeout buddy thing is that, or couples who make out all the time, um, I think when they break up, they would admit that kept them from communicating. 
Right. It kept them from really getting to know each other. It's like we have to watch TV or we have to make out or we're fighting all the time. Yeah, you got to have some balance. There's yes. so many aspects to life. Guys, you know this, right? You know this, but be aware. Yes. Be aware that this is something you need to pace. Yes, yes. And just, yeah, just make sure it's just not too soon. Don't, just don't confuse yourself. Yeah, smart. Yes. All right. Rushing into the relationship. I'm going to call this more rushing the relationship. Oh, Rushing the relationship. Yeah, rushing the relationship. You know, I mean, we live in this LDS community where it's, isn't it a mark of honor to say, oh, we met and got married in two months. Oh, I know. And guess what? They got divorced three and a half years later in most cases, especially after a first marriage. You cannot rush a relationship. I think, I think it's an act of desperation. Once you feel that connection with somebody, and a lot of times all it is is physical. You and know, you don't even realize you that's don't. what it is. You've been smooching. It's very physical, and it's great. You have a very strong physical physical connection, which is super important. And you can get this really confused with spiritual stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Because you've got emotions involved here that you're not looking at. Yes. Because you're running away from something, in possibly, most in most yeah. cases. And then it gets confused with spiritual and with your intense desire to have that companion. Yes. Yes. It is like I said, an act of desperation, you know, my, um, my ex got married or financially I, my child support is ending. You know, there's a lot of reasons that people rush the relationship. So I've got this really strong connection. So, okay, let's get really vulnerable with each other. Let's tell each other our deepest, deepest, darkest. Yeah, let's start checking off all the boxes. Let's Let's, meet the kids. Let's, you know, blend the families. Let's meet the parents. So it's not organic. There's not like fun dating. There's not like, Hey, let's just explore this. Let's see what's happening. It's driven by fear. Oh, yeah. On your mark, get set, go. A lot of times it really, really is. And there's some people who really do mistake it, you know, this strong physical connection, you know, for the real thing. And they do get married really fast. But it's just not a good idea. I've I've said in many, many conference talks and many videos, all four seasons in a road trip. It's mm-hmm. important that we take our time and really get to know the other person. I use my parents as an example all the time. I don't know if I've told this story in a podcast or in a class or (laughs) presentation. I have told it before, but my parents met in January and married in April. My parents were a similar story. Yeah, but my mom went crazy every Christmas. I mean, crazy, crazy. She was on the floor sobbing. She was picking a fight. We don't know what happened to my mom that made her crazy at Christmas, but that lady was crazy at Christmas. Even after my dad had passed away, she just thought she needed to make something crazy out of Christmas. And I thought maybe that wouldn't have been a deal breaker for my dad, but maybe that would have been information that he might have wanted to know before he married her. Yeah. You know, when you meet someone in January, Mary and April, you don't get to see Christmas. That's right. You know, and so it's just really important that you see all sides of a person. What are they like when their kid brings home a bad report card? You know, what are they like? Do they let their garbage pile up? You're just rushing into the relationship or rushing the relationship, you know, to marriage is just such a bad idea altogether just because you don't know. And people are like, oh, we'll get to know each other after we're married. And I just can't even tell you. There's enough surprises as it is to just get to know the the, the minimum, the bare minimum of things, just personality types and 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 things. So, yeah, rushing the relationship. No, no. Right. The last one for today is trying to fix someone. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Trying to fix someone. 
there's a lot that I've seen where we get like an emotional hit out of doing that. Like it feeds us, like it's our, our value comes from, oh, helping other people. Oh, and it's in the name of service, right? Yes. That gets really confusing. That can be very, um, some people use it can be kind of codependent using yes. that terms. And it also can be a symptom of self-love deficit disorder. Yes. Where they don't really love themselves, so they get their value from giving, giving, giving to other people. Yes. And other people tell them how wonderful. Oh, you I know made they a get a lot of life. Yeah, and they get a lot of a lot of you know emotional validation and all of that from doing that. But that's a trap. Yes. That's a big trap. Oh, for sure. And honestly, when you think about dating the fixer-upper, dating someone who actually needs to be fixed, it's really a drag when you think about it. Yeah. You know, when you think about it as a healthy person. But I got to tell you, I went in for the fixer-upper. He was really cute. You know, (laughs) let's fix this guy. Right, because there's so much potential here. There's so So much. So this podcast is called Date to Your Potential. It's not Date Potential. Yes. Because you don't want to date someone. Date their potential. Their potential. (laughs) Yeah. You want them to be pretty close to where they're already going to be at when you... When you're well, dating and then them. how offensive to go in and try to change somebody. Yeah. You know, but somebody who's playing the victim all the time and plops themselves on the floor and has meltdowns and stuff, and then you think, I want to date that? Well, let's take a look at yourself and think, why do you want to date that? That's hard. Yeah. That's a lot of work. You know, when I first started dating, I would... I, Heavenly Father, and I have this relationship, and, and I would start dating someone, and he would say no. And I would say, well, well, but I haven't even... Like, it's only been one date, and we've had one... And, and what if I just need to figure this out? What if I just get no? Right. And then I would take another guy who's like, it's like, well, he's got so much no. <laughs> and so right? I just kept, and it was hard. It's hard because, it, but it's like, it's like, this is a, um, a numbers game. And, and we, and it's, we should kind of all be thinking of it this way. It's like ding next, ding next. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. check that one off. This one isn't going to work. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. And then I don't like you as a person, but this one's not going to work. This one's, right. and you just got to keep. I've heard a lot of women say, and I don't, I don't know about guys, but I've heard a lot of women say I've done a lot of first dates and it just, and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the guy that doesn't say it's, you know, it's not working or her, but that's the game that, I mean, that's part of the dating experience is you're going to, you're going to be doing that. But for me, I was looking at it and finally I was like, okay, I I need to just get right to that moment where I say, I know this isn't going to work and get on with and it move on. and move yes. on and I had too many guys that I you know because I want to give I want to help that's part of the reason I'm a coach and then right. it gets me in this bad place of uh, and I'm like I don't I don't want to be their coach I don't want I want somebody who can help me as well as me helping them right you know and so that saying no and having those boundaries is a really powerful thing to do and it gets you more to who the, to the right person faster Yes, exactly. And I, the, the scarcity mentality, I hear about this all the time with women because there's so many more women than men out there and stuff. And I just think, really, when you think about it, it's a, just a lot of work. You know, do you really want to do all that work when people really don't change unless they want to? Right. You, you know? want somebody who's already on that path, yes. who's already decided they need to change, who's willing to invest in themselves to become their best selves. That's the person you want to be looking at and going, oh, 
they've already demonstrated with their actions that they're more the kind of person that I need who's willing to work on their stuff or you know, has healed a lot of their stuff. Yeah, well, if they're not willing to work on it, why would you? Yeah, why would exactly. You, that, you know, exactly. Why if you're you? working harder than they are, eh, not mm, a good fit. It's not. It's not. So the other the be... other thing I want to say and bring up is that dating should be fun. Yes, we want it to be fun, adventurous. Yeah, and and exploring Exciting. what it's like. I mean, dating. You know, for a while, I was dating this guy once, and um, people were going, "So, what's your relationship? Are you a boyfriend girlfriend? What's going on?" It's like we're just having fun dating. Yes, you know, we're just enjoying the dating experience. Yes, we're exploring. We're being curious. You know, and I've talked to guys before that are like, "Oh, I just checked this off my list." You know, I've got to check. I've got to get a. I've got to go start dating. I've got to get on the apps, yes. and then I've got to get a wife and check, check, check. Yeah. It's like, no, enjoy the dating process. Yes. Enjoy the possibility that you can heal from the past or let go of the past and start something fresh and new and and open into a new possibility. Not only with dating someone, but with who you are. Yes. Yeah, like this is a new opportunity to re- remake your life. Become. 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 Yes. So, and I think that that's, you know, really important. If if you're not enjoying the dating process, step back. Yes. You know, figure out what's going on with you. Have some insight, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, what's really going on for me? And, and then, and then, do something about it or recognize where you're at. Take a break and then come back at it and try and have some fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Okay. Why not? That was the first four of part one. Next week's going to be part two of Common Dating Mistakes. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.